Our last scripture reading today comes to us from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. You can find it in your pew Bibles on page 1072. Uh, We will also have the words on the screen up there for you. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the Gentiles by the way of the sea along the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Thus sends our reading of God's comforting word. May all who hear it take heart in these words of wisdom from this wonderful counselor. Well, it's that time of year again, is it not? I would like to say the snow is falling, but not yet. Um, Christmas is right around the corner, though. This weekend, extended weekend, we had our fill with Thanksgiving meals. And now folks are putting up their Christmas trees and decorating their houses with lights. Uh, My wife, she was very urgent that the day after Thanksgiving, we need to get this done. Um, Advent season is upon us. And that means that, that we should be full of anticipation. Only this year, it it feels a little different, does it not? It feels a little off. Because this year, there, there seems to be a little less joy. Perhaps you spent Thanksgiving alone. You only got to see your family over Zoom. And your prospects for Christmas, they don't look any better. Because of a, of a virus... Holiday get-togethers have been canceled and are being canceled. What should be times with, with family and friends have become lonely events. And as you look at those lights that you have hung on the tree, they just don't seem to shine as bright as they used to. Even today, many of you are worshiping, you're joining us online. You're spending this first Sunday of Advent on your couch watching a stale video with poor sound quality. Sorry about that. 
not what you're hoping for as December approaches. And for those of you who are here, when you, when you look around this room, you, really, you realize that it's not nearly as full as it should be. Many of your good friends are, are missing. And the friends that, that are here, you can't see their smiling faces as everyone's wearing a mask. Because of this virus, what should be a time of merriment and wondrous expectation has turned dreary and sorrowful. But does that mean that there's no hope? That, that, that we can't experience joy this Christmas season? Absolutely not. For not even a pandemic can, can stop the good news that God has for us. And my hope for you this Advent season is that you will discover that there is joy to be had, even in the tiniest of wonders. That as we look to God's word and, and the promised treasure that it speaks of, that your merriment will return and the, and the lights on your trees will shine bright again. For as we ponder over these familiar words from Isaiah 9, what we will discover is that there is a reason for joy, even in the darkest of times. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. These are, are words of hope, words that, that speak of gladness, that speak of salvation. For it is in a little boy where, that where we find deliverance, deliverance from all the darkness and the gloom that surrounds us. And this boy, he takes upon four names, four titles, if you will. Titles that we will be exploring as Christmas Day approaches us. Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. And Prince of Peace. What are these names communicating to us? Why are they significant? And how can they, how can they bring us hope and, and joy even in the midst of a pandemic? Today we will explore the first of these names, Wonderful Counselor. What is this name, Wonderful Counselor, what does it express about this child who was born to us, about this son who was given? What does it mean that he is wonderful? In the Hebrew, the word is Pele. It is a, it is a noun that is defined as a wonder. Or a, a thing that is extraordinary or astonishing, something that is hard to be understood. It is something that is so spectacular, spectacular that, that our jaws drop and, and our eyes just can't look away. It's almost miraculous in nature. It is a thing that brings you awe. And we see that this word Pele is followed by a verb, yaats, and it, and it means to advise or to counsel, to share wisdom. Think, think of a king who calls forth all his wise men in times of trouble to give him the guidance that he needs. And so this name, Wonderful Counselor, describes a person who, who amazes us with his astounding wisdom. He is a wonder who counsels. That's who this child is. 
He is this coming king who, who possesses a divine understanding that is beyond the pale. His knowledge and his instruction are of the highest order. And what we will discover is that this wonderful counselor is the very one who imparts such wisdom upon us. This is, this is why in verse 2 we read these words. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Light is an amazing thing. It has the power to overcome the night. If you put a candle in a, in a blackened room, the darkness will flee. And it is this great light that God has promised to his people that will chase away the gloom in a darkened land, allowing his people to see clearly. Whereas before men walked in ignorance and confusion, they, they, they have now been shown the path of wisdom by the light of this wonderful counselor. But how does he do this? How, how can one person bring forth so much light? Because he carries a wisdom that is from the beginning. From, from before the formation of the heavens and the earth. It is in Proverbs 8, which, which we read earlier, which Joni read earlier, where we see wisdom personified. Look at verse 22. The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works, before his deeds of old. I was appointed from eternity, from the beginning, before the world began. You see, wisdom was the architect that, that God used when mapping out the foundations of the universe. And it was by the means of this wisdom that everything was made. And so it makes sense that this same wisdom can bring clarity to the world today. For even in confused times such as ours, there is a God-given order that holds all the pieces together. Today we worry about sickness and death. A plague has darkened our land. And yet these things are not foreign to this wonderful counselor. He has seen pestilence and famine. He has experienced war and the brutality of men. And yet not one of those things occurred without his knowledge. Without him having a solution. For these are just small things to the one who designed all that there is. All knowledge belongs to him. We see further example of this, uh, of the wisdom of our Lord in verses 27 through 31. It was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundary so the waters would not overstep his command, and when he marked out the foundations of the earth. Then I was a craftsman at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world, and delighting in mankind. 
Wisdom was there in the beginning, and wisdom continues to be here even now. For it is this wonderful counselor who sees all things and holds all things together. And did you notice what was the delight of this wisdom? The crown jewel of God's creation, mankind. Yes, wisdom delights in you. Dear friends, this, this wonderful counselor has a, has a wisdom that is unmatched. And it is in that wisdom that he sees you as his precious gift. You are his treasure. This is why he lights the way for you when night has fallen. Because he loves you and he desires that you would see clearly. Listen, he, he, he doesn't want you to be lost or alone. Rather, he desires your safety and that you would be unafraid. We see a similar theme in the Gospel of John. Look at, look at John 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. In John's Gospel, we, we see Jesus being described as the Word of God. Now, what is translated as word in the Greek is, is the word logos. And its meaning conveys more than just a spoken word. It is where we get our modern term of logic. Logos is an ordered way of thinking. It is uh, the wise instruction that, that doesn't fight against the intended nature of things. You see, this, this logos, it, it, he works with God's structure, cooperating with the way that things have been prearranged. What John is expressing here is that Jesus is this wisdom from on high, the one who created all things. He is this wonderful counselor who is taken upon flesh by becoming this child who was given to us. And he has done so in order to shine a light into the darkness. In order to bring this same wisdom to you. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30 says this, It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Jesus not only is this wisdom that, that ordered all things, but he is also that path of knowledge teaching you in the ways that you should go. It is through his wise instruction that the mysteries of life find their answers. Those questions that, that everybody asks. Why am I here? What is the meaning to life? Why am I suffering now? Or the question we have today, why do we have this pandemic? It is only through Christ, the, the logos of God, this, this wonderful counselor, that all these pieces come together. 
And once those questions have been answered, then, then the understanding that of, the, of your path in life, of the way that you should go, will suddenly become clear, even in the midst of a pandemic. In other words, Jesus imparts his wisdom to you. But where do we find this wisdom? Where do we go to seek his advice? From his word, is it not? Going back to Proverbs 8, verses 32 through 36, we we read this. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not ignore it. Blessed is a man who listens to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. For, for whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But whoever fails to find me harms himself. All who hate me love death. It is through Christ that wisdom comes to us. And we find that wisdom in his word. Jesus commands us to listen to him. For only he can grant true wisdom. And only in him will such wisdom lead to life. Listen, in in the foreknowledge of God, he gave to us this wonderful counselor in his son, Jesus Christ. He is, he is the wisdom that we weren't, we weren't fully looking for and that we didn't fully understand. For we were a people stumbling in the darkness. And yet along came this helpless babe, born of a virgin, born into a world that was seeking to destroy him. And that, that, my friends, is our salvation. To us, this seems like foolishness. But to God, Christ is wisdom incarnate. For this boy would eventually grow into a man who would speak wise counsel, wise counsel to those he ministered to. And yet he knew that, that, that such wisdom would be rejected by men and that this rejection would ultimately lead to his own death. But even that was part of his plan. For it is only at the cross where we see the the wisdom of God fully expressed. For both his justice and his love were on full display as this wonderful counselor died for our sins. And there is no evil, no, no darkness that can overcome what Jesus has done for you. And that... That, my friends, should bring you joy. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Let us pray. Father, though we are a people living in ignorance and darkness, You have rescued us by sending us your wonderful counselor. He lights our darkest days and and by his great wisdom, he gives us the knowledge that we need. 
We ask now that you would impart such wisdom upon us through the work of your Holy Spirit. That we would see the the light of your salvation and put our trust in you. We pray this in Jesus' name.